Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 186, part two of the Quickie Podcast. Feeling good, feeling energized, happy to have you here. So let's get to it. This is part two of my interview with Mina Khalili. If you have not listened to part one yet, rewind, head back one episode to part one. That's the intro, the beginning story, how she got into design, how she got her first big girl job, her first teaching gig, what got her into design in the first place, um, influential designs and designers and uh, events she's attended, all that kind of stuff. Gems, absolute gems in that episode. This episode is the tough stuff. This is where we talk about the lessons learned, the failures along the way in her career, things that uh, you know she went through, battled through, some were harder than others, so on and so forth. We also t- we, we really get into the project where she didn't ask for help when she should have and what happened there. We also talk about a, uh, you know what, I don't even want to tease it too much, but one specific project we talk about a fair amount stuff that she's proud to have been a part of. Gosh, just just wonderful things in this episode, everybody. So let's get right to it. Part two of my interview with Mina Khalili. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Mina, the next few questions I have for you take you down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull you through the mud and get those god-awful stories out of you again. Um, I promise I'll turn it around and we'll end in a happy place, though. So first off, what has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was that time challenging, and how did you get through it? Jeez, dude. I, I think almost... I think my answer is going to be just a jerk answer. I'm sorry. But uh, if you're doing it right, I think the whole thing is going to be hard. I I just, I don't see any point at which we're, wherein I could sort of uh, rest (laughs) on my laurels, so to speak, or, or what have you. Like, I guess if you're doing it right, the beginning is certainly difficult. Getting your foot in that tiny, eking it through that tiny little wedge in the door. Um, That was really, really hard. And every time I've had to do that over and over again, because it's not just once, you have to do it like over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Every time I've had to do that, it's tough. Um, I've learned how to do it better, but it's always hard. And and here I'm I'm at the point where I'm, I'm in the middle of my career. I've certainly passed the beginning. Yep. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm still, I'm in the middle of my career and I'm, and I'm, I'm not old by any stretch. So I, the middle's going to take a long time, I can see already. And, and if that's true, then I, I don't see a point at which this is going to, you know, not be hard. If yeah. I'm doing yeah. it right, I should be constantly challenged. 
every step of growth is going to be challenging and come with its own difficulties. And it's sort of ever evolving. Yeah, I think, you know, taking breaks is good. Resting is good. And so I don't mean to say like, you know, you have to be battling all the time. I don't believe in that. But I do think that taking breaks is good. I just believe the whole damn thing is if it's worth my time, then it's going to be challenging. Definitely. No, I like the way you worded that. For about (laughs) half a second there before you gave your answer, I thought you were going to say preparing for this godforsaken podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You missed the window. You missed the window. (laughs) All right, Mina, I want to get a little bit more specific now. Can you take us to a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result? What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that project, that story? So, I think I'd have to go back to that first project that I mentioned, you know, my very, very first design project. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, just to reiterate, cause I, cause I've thought, I've thought about this. Um, every project since then, I have made sure never <laughs> puts my nose in the dirt like it did that time. So yeah. I think that um, every project that I've been a part of since 2005, since that, since that moment um, has been, uh, has been so well informed that it would be very difficult to, to, to um, fail. Uh, that's not to say that I haven't failed. I, I fail every day, but, <laughs> I, but I think that not since, uh, that one project. So, so I was brought on, um, it was my first consulting job. I was brought on and I was bright eyed, bushy tailed, like 22 ish. Um, I think, and I was in charge of a, um, uh, God, people are going to listen to this and they're going to know exactly what project this is, but I was in charge of the this um, headquarters for a Fortune 50 company and uh, the interior environmental signage. Um, this was a big, big job. And I was like, yep, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the answer is yes. And, and it's, that's a good, that's a good thing to do when, you know, when you're just starting out, you want to be able to say, yes, I can absolutely do that. I will teach myself that coding language or I'll teach myself how to use, you know, whatever program or, or, you know, I'll research, I'll do the research. And I, I did all those things, but it was just so massive a task. I, I, there was no sleeping. There was no eating. There was no no rest. And again, I believe in rest. <laughs> there was none of it. And at 22-ish, I quickly sank. <laughs> it just was too, it was overwhelming. It was too much. I didn't ask for help the moment I realized I needed to ask for help because yeah. I was too young to realize the repercussions of that. Mm-hmm. Um while the the pitch still happened at the end of the day, yeah. it happened without me because I didn't do the job that I, I I didn't do the job as well as I should have done it. I didn't ask for help when I should have asked for it, and I didn't do the work that um, that I knew that I could do yeah. because I was too busy not asking for help. Mm-hmm. There, just everything, you know, this was so many years ago and I can only talk about it now, but like, <laughs> everything that I didn't do was the reason 
I failed myself. I yeah. don't think we failed the pitch. I think actually the the work uh, the work was really good at the very end of it. Yeah. But um, I I should have done a lot better. And like I said before, you know, I learned the things that I didn't know I needed to know, and I learned baptism by fire. I learned the hard way. And luckily, I believe myself to be a fun person to work with and somebody who is responsive and communicates well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it if it wasn't for that, I think that it would have been very difficult to continue to find work in that city. Yeah. But luckily, um, you know, I I worked through um, that moment and mm-hmm. attained those contacts and and. That's that's eating crow. I mean, that's humble pie. That's really, really hard to do for a young person who just thinks they know everything out of the game. (laughs) But I'm so glad it happened, and I'm so glad it happened that long ago. No kidding. So So that what is that emotional roller coaster like? You go from the high of yes, that job is awesome, and I will have it, to oh my god, terrified, panicking, freaking out, what to do, and then in the end, not being able to be part of that sort of conclusion. Yeah, yeah, Uh, uh, it. It was dev- it was it was just so hard. It was yeah. it was so hard yeah. to admit to myself that um, th- through admitting to yourself a, um, a, a metaphoric or non-existent sort of thing is easy to do. I'm, yeah. I am mm-hmm. not superwoman, right? I do not wear a cape. Um, I am not blonde. These are things I can admit to myself. Mm-hmm. But things that are right in front of you that are happening, that are real, Yep. And you are having to say to yourself, I am a child and should have, should have asked for help when I needed it. Yeah. Um, those are things that are that, that are hard to look at and realize that if you had only just said, hey, I, I, need, I need more than just my legwork here. I need a couple more people on my team yeah. um, that that things would have ended up a little bit different for this pitch mm-hmm. and for, for me, you know? Um, so those are the things that are hard to admit to yourself. Those things that you actually can see that that happened because of me. Those are repercussions. Definitely. And it, you know, it's very easy when you're in the moment to look at it and be like in your head for about four milliseconds, yikes, what am I doing? And then the rest of you be like, come on, you, ah, you got this. Come on. Go yeah, the moral of the story is ask for help, guys. Yeah. Say yes, that's good, but but definitely ask for help the moment you feel you need it. Don't don't let don't let three days go by. That three days can make or break a project. <laughs> make a break. Exactly. Make or break. Yeah. Um, what is something that you're struggling with in your creative career right now? Well, um, so I've. I, I wouldn't say this is a struggle, but it leads to it. So uh, I've moved around quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I have been an assistant professor, as I mentioned, at Virginia State University in Petersburg, Virginia. Then I moved to um, Nashville and was a professor at um, Middle Tennessee State in their design program. Moved to uh, Louisville, Kentucky and was at University of Louisville and have since um, moved down here to Columbus, Columbia, South Carolina. And I'm a professor at USC here in uh, Columbia. Um, and that has happened in that last move has happened in the past six months. So over the last uh, uh, better half of a decade, I've been moving around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. 
and I've been learning quite a bit about uh, design programs and pedagogy, you know, uh, design education, and uh, been working through a lot of uh, really good ways to build design programs and, and learning a lot in that way um, from an administrative standpoint. Um, my design practice has also been, at the same time, it's been increasing and um, has become quite robust in its uh, both illustrative and typographic mm -hmm. um, channels. So I think that that's sort of where I am right now. I've been focusing on a lot of things all at once. I've had a lot of fires burning. And um, what I'd like to do and what I find is sort of difficult is um, taking time to, uh, to think because so much of our creative process is really about thinking. Mm -hmm and thinking um, about what it is that we're trying to say, about what it is that we'll do next. Does that fit in? Is that is that the route that I need to take or the path that I need to take, right? Um, so right now, I'm, I feel... Like I've got, um, I've, I've got two different types of studio practices going. I've got one that has a very, that is very type focused and is mm -hmm. very uh, digital focused. And then I've got another that is analog illustration, um, hand uh, driven. So I'm walking these two paths right now. And I don't uh, personally, and uh, the last podcast that I was on, um, I sort of said the same thing that right now I'm sort of trying to figure out what to do I combine them? What do I do with them? So these are, you know, these are just creative struggles that I think that, um, that we all go through. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now I'm trying to sort of figure out all of that. And I'm, um, first generation Iranian American and a lot of my, uh, type work, uh, my, uh, kinetic typography work, um, <clears throat> that has to do with language and storytelling and, um, and so I'm, I'm working through the stories that I have to tell as a first generation Iranian American and what that means to me mm -hmm. living in America. Um, so yeah, I, I, there, there's, there's work that I'm thinking about, but that's, that's sort of where I am. Mm -hmm. So if, <laughs> well, you, if you're put on the spot and this is sort of the curveball question here, but I'm curious to hear sort of the, the quick answer, almost like the word association answer. Um, you have two paths right now. You've got the path of the illustrative handwork, like very analog. And then you have the type in the digital world. Yeah. Right now, you have to decide which one makes you smile more. Oh, the digital. Oh. Really? <laughs> um, I I, 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 yeah, that doesn't mean print doesn't make me smile. But no, no. I, I think that, that um, just because those are two choices I was given. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and that's the point of the question. <laughs> yeah, it would be the type work. Um, yeah, it, it would. It would. Exciting. It would. Thanks for asking me that question. That's helpful. <laughs> You're welcome. That's <laughs> what we're all about here on the Quickie Podcast, helping you yeah. define your life and move on. <laughs> okay, Mina, I'm going to turn this bus around for you. I want you to tell me about a project that you have been a part of that you are the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing. So I've had, like I said, the opportunity to um, work for big companies, HBO, yeah. uh, you know, being one of them. Um, but I think that any of the work that has to do with either public service or education, those are the those are the two channels that have provided me the most just giddy happiness. Yeah. So as an example, um, in terms of um, 
sort of uh, uh, like the nonprofit work, that would be um, being a contributor to the Type Hike project. Um, that was a great experience for me. And um, also uh, being asked to, or uh, working and contributing to the, um, uh, to that project and, and extensions of that project as they've come. That the Arch um, uh, poster series is also a part of that. So the the work that I've done for Type Hike has been um, ex- extremely worthwhile. Just has been so fun and seeing all of that work together when it comes together, all of the designers and um, those heavy hitters <clears throat> like Aaron Draplin and David Carson, Jessica Hish, and, and so many more. Like uh, bringing all of those folks together and bringing all of the posters together just is uh, such a satisfying experience. But then moving to education, I, um, as an educator, you know, being asked a question like, what's the the project that you're most proud of is a, a difficult one when you are a practicing designer and an educator, because really the projects that we're most, well, that I'm most proud of have everything to do with my students, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hands down, those guys are champs. Like I ask so much of my students, the work that they put into my classes is just so heavy. Mm -hmm. And I ask so much of them to prepare them for, you know, professional working world experiences. Yes. And they, the ones, the students that, that, that come with and deliver, and then watching them and their creations and then their projects when they're out there working, um, that is like the coolest thing, man. That is the coolest thing. That's what I live for. Uh, I love working and I love doing my job and my creative endeavors, mm-hmm. believe me. But for me, that isn't where it stops because yeah. I also have the opportunity to watch these students go out there and slay. That's and it awesome. is yeah so it's super rewarding from the side that you helped them craft and hone the talent that they had and you're seeing them out there winning and that feels good and what i love about this question is 95 percent of the time it's not the job i did for nike or that huge thing i do for starbucks that everybody sees it's the stuff that you know, impacts emotionally or makes an impact in the world or stuff that was done for, um, you know, a specific political movements or women's rights movements or, you know, all of that sort of stuff is what really, what designers and creatives have been most proud of. Very rarely is it the big name project or the big pay project. It's the one that just like really fills their heart in the, the other way, which is, I love, which I just love. I love it. Yeah. Mina, you've reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question. So I have a question for you for my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So the question for you, Mina, is from Chris Williams from Plastic Flame Press. He specializes in a lot of screen print work, a lot of screen print poster stuff. And he, yeah, he's done well over... I think 500 plus, I think he even said, you know, near a thousand different screen print poster designs. He's got like a mini screen print studio set up in his house and yeah, just awesome stuff. Anyways, uh, he wanted to ask, and I guess the first precursor question I should ask before this is, 
Um, what would you say is your personal identifier? Are you music? Are you design? Are you um, cooking? Are you like, what is your personal identifier? Storytelling. Storytelling. Okay. So yeah. with that in mind, <laughs> if you could remove that one <laughs> identifier from your life for one day. Good grief. And live in that version of you just for one day. First question is, would you? Oh, man. Oh, um, if, I, if I was no longer a storyteller, for one, for day, one day, if you could remove that I, storytelling focus of component, your life, yeah. component identifier. Yeah, yeah, I would live it. I would live it. Yeah. Yeah. And, Good thing uh, I didn't say parent because yeah. then I wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Stop there. I'm taking the day off of that. <laughs> um, now, would that person for that one day be you? Oh, no. 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 Because that question then implies that I could be anyone I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and if I got to be anyone I wanted for a day, I, I would I would definitely try and I, I would absolutely experience being somebody else, especially if I could carry that experience into the next day and then the rest of my life because it would only help with my storytelling. <laughs> so true. Yep. Next day you come out, well, I got a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. <laughs> All right, Mina, what, um, you handled that well, because that was one of the deeper ones that we've had for the Ask It Forward, and you just cruised through it. So well done. Uh, um, yeah, that performing, I can, I can do it at the drop of a hat, just yep, anything. Boom, flick a switch, <laughs> I'm in the game. <laughs> yeah. um, Mina, what is your Ask It Forward question for my next guest? Well, I have to say I love this component to your show, so awesome. well done. <laughs> Thank you. I um, cannot take full credit for the idea. A lady named uh, Chelsea McKenzie, who was from a pre-episode 100 episode, um, her and I um, sort of chatted through it, and she came up with the the concept for it, and I ran with it. So shout Chelsea. out to Chelsea. Well done. Yes, this is a great component. Um, I um, You're going to laugh because my question has a, a similar tone. Perfect. Um, so I, I think about this in, in my way of like um, – uh, and my partner and I, we, we discussed this, that our creative practices, he's a, a painting and drawing professor. Okay. And so our creative practices are fulfilling in many ways, but they are, they are part of our spiritual fulfillment. This is definitely being creative. It, it feeds our souls. It's, it's more than just creating for the outward world. It's very much for us. And if we created something and nobody ever saw it, it'd still be okay because yeah. it, it really helps our, um, our souls. So with that said, um, my question for your uh, next guest is <clears throat> You have to go for one whole week without making artwork or designing anything. What is it you do instead? I like it. I love it. It'd be very difficult for me to answer. <laughs> <laughs> they come up with something good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, and I'm not even going to give them a preview of that question. I'm just going to drop it like I did with yours. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Mina, that is the end of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been amazing chatting with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Dave. It's been a real treat. Thank you.
All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Mina Khalili. She is incredible. She's got so much energy and personality. I love it. And you got to go check out her Instagram. The illustration work, the stuff that she's sharing over there is so cool. There's even some like time-lapse videos of her working on projects and watching her go like double speed hustling through projects is just incredible. So go check her out on Instagram. It's at Mina Khalili. That's M-E-E-N-A-K-H-A-L-I-L-I. Go check it. Thanks so much and see you later.